the weekly experience extra bits so it's joe and robbie that join us today at canteen so nice to have you here thanks for joining us glad to be here so robbie fleet obviously i know i hear background stories fleet markets come on spill the beans well, I've been a fleet town councillor for about 16 months. Yep. Um, one of the areas, and being a fleet town councillor sounds more glamorous than it is, um, fleet town council doesn't actually have a huge amount of responsibility in the area. But one of the things that it is responsible for is the market. And um, anybody who's been to the market over the last you know, few years recognises that it's not quite as vibrant and, and as varied and as busy as it should be. A little bit tired. A little bit tired. Um, not a lot of stalls, mm-hmm. uh, not a lot of footfall. So uh, myself and uh, one of the other uh, Fleet Town councillors kind of suggested that it might be something that we could get involved in. So um, a working group was created. We got some help from Hart District Council, uh, Hampshire County Council and Fleet Bid. Um, and we put together a, a business plan that would hopefully see the market return to its former glory. Um, and that's what we're kind of working to implement at the moment. So we've been very lucky timing-wise. There's been some grants available, which has helped us, uh, allowed us to order uh, gazebos, um, stage, seating, signage, all those kind of things. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. It's, uh, it's a big project and one that we have to do quite quickly, but hopefully one that, that we feel quite confident that uh, we can get the market that it deserves. So there's a couple of things with that. Um, it's former glory. What is your vision for the former glory? Well, I actually haven't lived in Fleet that long. I've only been here for about uh, about four years. Um, but you know, Fleet is an affluent area. It's 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 quite a. Um, uh, I, I think there's a there's a lot of uh, community spirit in Fleet, and we saw that mm. with the pandemic and some of the other things that happened. Um, and and for me, a market is is really something that's kind of a community hub. Um, and that's not what we've got at the moment. And if you look at other markets, you know, if you go to Farnham or even locally Eltham Heath Market, um, which is only on once a month, you can actually see what a successful, vibrant market should look like. And, and there's no reason why, with the availability of Gurkha Square, with um, a bit of support from the community, that, that you know, we can't have a, a weekly Saturday market that's, you know, that, that delivers um, that kind of market and community experience. I have to say, you know, I've been in Fleet for many, many years and it did used to be somewhere you'd go to on a Saturday morning and then after you'd have a coffee, chill, you'd mooch around and then suddenly you go, mm, there's not much going on up there, it's all kind of... And you feel sad for the stall holders. Do you remember when we went to the, saw the Biltong lady that time? Oh, Oh, yes, probably about yes. three stalls that day yeah. and we spent a long time talking to each of them hmm. because there wasn't much going on so what's your intentions now then? Our, our goal is to start so we were looking at uh, 1st of April or, or 1st Saturday of April um, and our goal is to have 20 stalls so significant upgrade from the three or four that we're getting at the moment but also for those to be ideally locally sourced you know it, it's it's great to have you know i don't know a meat stall um but i'd much rather it was a meat stall that was from fleet or or the surrounding areas yeah. you know the idea of someone driving down from birmingham to sell meat in fleet and then take that money out of fleet i always we always ask that don't we you know where do you come hmm. from and it's always very refreshing when they are local as opposed to exactly what you've said to start with those people who live miles and miles away have to get up super early <laughs> but you know you want to keep the money in fleet don't you and we've got a lot of things around us farms all sorts of stuff local suppliers i think when you deal with some of the large market companies like the you know, smt who operated the market so the market traders who operated the market 
sort of recently, you know, they have a big list of people on their books, and and so they go out to their um, their stallholders and say, you know, their market traders and say, we've got availability for a meat stall in Fleet. Um, and that means you could get somebody locally, but probably much more likely you're going to get somebody who's travelling, you know, a long way. And obviously that money leaves Fleet. The engagement with the community isn't there because they don't know the area. They can't talk about, you know, whatever the hot topics are of the week because they don't they don't know them. So I'd much rather that was, you know, that stayed in Fleet. And if you go to the market now and, and you stand next to, to Tim and Joe who operate the fruit and veg stall, you'll see their engagement with their with their, their customers. You know, um, Dave on the, on the flower stall, the same. They, they chat to their customers about you know things that are happening in the local area and you don't get that if you have you know if you look at the bread store that's that's been kind of on and off the last few weeks you know they travel down from Brentwood, Brentwood so they don't have that engagement because they don't understand the area so it'd be great to have that kind of connection to the community as well I think that'd be great as you said Fleet is very much community minded isn't it so re-engaging with that is going to be excellent how are you going to encourage these people to mm. come in I think there's a couple of ways that we can do that one of the ways is by making it easy for people to take a stall and, and so what we're doing is we're supplying gazebos tables uh, signage social media all that kind of stuff will be provided by the, the, the company that's been set up to operate the market. So if, if, if during lockdown, for instance, you started making candles or, um, I don't know, writing books or whatever it might be, whatever kind of micro-industries people have gotten into, um, it's a great opportunity for you to test the water in terms of whether this would work as a, as a retail offering. Um, and, and, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible and as affordable as possible. You're looking at probably in the order of about £30 to have a... Uh, a stall at the market and that's completely set up so you just look up with your merchandise um, and you know hopefully we don't we don't know yet but hopefully by the time that, that uh, the, the, the new market starts there's enough engagement with the public that will get the footfall that will make that I can't see that, that with any problem what you've said there is really really interesting because the thing that would always put me off is oh I've got to go stupid o'clock set it all up mm. where's the gazebo got to do all this but if you arrive with your produce and you, somebody that you set it up for you, that's a fantastic thing. Hmm. And, and also, I think it, it also talks to the quality of the market. So, you know, with the greatest respect, if you show up with your gazebo, it could be bright yellow and falling apart and, and dirty. And, yeah. you know, whereas because, because we're managing and maintaining that, there will be some stalls that will have their own gazebos, like the fruit and veg stall, for instance, which is quite sizable. But for newcomers coming along, there'll be a standard stall size, um, standard appearance. It will look smart. It'll be well looked after. And, and, and again, that's important. It's important to create that impression from people coming to visit that this is a a quality market that's a really good idea so all the gazebos will be the same colour all the tables are the same shape all the tablecloths coverings tablecloths we probably need to put that on the list to be fair but um, <laughs> it, we're still sort of working through everything that Table. we need to have in place I know but see, it's a mammoth undertaking isn't it you must have a really good team behind you who are organised Plus, it helps as well. I think when when somebody's looking after it, someone's overseeing it, you don't get the same, you know, there's two fruit and veg stalls there and they're conflicting against each other. So you're looking at that very carefully, who you do kind of invite? Absolutely. Our goal is to build a, a core of um, stalls that yeah. will be there every week. Um, and, and, and that will require a commitment from those stall holders. And, and, um, but that, that kind of guarantees them that exclusivity. Um, but then we'll also have a range of stalls that are available for kind of more bespoke, mm, artisan, varied. Mm. Yeah, it might be that somebody wants to come once a month. 
Um, it might be someone wants to do every other Saturday. Uh, you know, we're quite flexible with that. We also want to have, uh, we'll have one or two stores that will be available free of charge to local charities so they can come along and, you know, look at, at donations or uh, getting their message out or, you know, if there are some of the charities in the high street that have little shops, they can come and maybe use that as a way of, you know, moving some of their merchandise. We're also, with the stage, we're going to have a performance area, which I think is really, really important. Um, you know, rather than it just being a, a, you know, a market you go in, do what you need to do and come out from, we want to try and increase dwell time in the market. And there's two ways, two obvious ways that we can do that. One is by including food and, and drink in there so that people might sit down and have a sandwich or a bit of cake or, and a cup of tea. But the second is to give people another reason to kind of enjoy the market. And so, you know, we're talking to local uh, performing arts, music groups, it's an opportunity for them to come and get their name out, but also it increases the ambience and the engagement that people would have with the market. So lots of different things. We're coming at this from lots of different avenues, I think. I think that's a really good idea to have a stage area and a performance thing. So you can sit there, get your coffee, enjoy the whole ambience of the, of the day. Where will the stage set up? Uh, we're doing the layout on Thursday. So, um, so it's all imminent. Don't exactly know yet. We're, 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 we're trying to optimise the, 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 the use of the space. And obviously... Guthrie Square is a great space, but there are some restrictions on it. Obviously, there's the physical restrictions on the sides, but you also have trees and payment machines and things like that that we have to kind of work around. So, What about the pathway by the library, in front of the library to the stage? Uh, we have to provide access oh, right, okay. um, through so the lo- car park. So, Just listening it, to what you're saying, there's just lo- so many things to consider and lots of intricacies to... You're trying to work out what, what stage you're going to be on when you do your <laughs> burlesque routine or something. I don't think they'll want to see that any time of the day, let oh, alone... I don't know, Beverly, you know, <laughs> might attract someone on a, on a Saturday, you never know. Well, might, might not be the right kind of people. <laughs> well, true. Everyone's welcome. Football is football. Exactly. We'll bring people in, Robbie. Why have your eyes lit up, you two? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were asking, where's the stage going to be? Well, I'm be? just quite interested. How many stools can you have mm. there? Um, we think we can have about 30. Um, but it depends on the size. Some stalls will be larger, like the fruit and veg, uh, like the flower stall that, that typically would maybe require a bit more space. Um, we'll, 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 we'll have a better idea of that by the end of this week. But, but the goal is 20 to 30. Um, and, and if we get to 30, which we think is pretty, max, pretty maxed out for that space, um, then that creates a good problem for us. You know, if we do want to then overspill, where can we do that? We it's a nice problem to have. We could spill over into Victoria Road Car Park. We could spill over into the council car park behind uh, the library there's a few other options available that's the natural so. space isn't it because it eases somebody from one place to another let's try and get the 30 <laughs> in Gurkha Square first let's do and, that and, and then you know let's see how that how that leads on but um, and how's it been received so far uh, universally positively um, you had that meeting we did uh, we had a presentation um, a couple of weeks back at, uh, at Chimera which kind of introduced I, I think probably probably showed people the ambition that we've got for the market so you know one of the things that we've we've encountered as we've talked to uh, market traders and, and, and Joe's done a lot of this recently um, in some other markets is, is the fact that they've heard all this before right they've, they've heard about there's going to be a new fleet market and there's going to be uh, it's going to be brilliant it's going to be this it's going to be that and, and I think a lot of the traders are a bit fed up hearing that and what we wanted to show with the presentation we did was actually this is different you know we've, we've applied for uh, funding from Fleet Town Council from Hampshire and from Hart District Council and um, all of which has been approved so you know we have a budget of you know something in the order of 25 26,000 pounds to launch the market 
it's never had that kind of investment before. It's never had its own gazebos, its own tables, its own chairs, its own signage, its own website and joined up social media presence and all that kind of thing. So if we can't make this work, then it probably is never going to work. You know, this is the best chance the market has in my view, to be successful going forward. But that's a way of encouraging people in because not everyone will have a gazebo, will they, for instance? Or or that table and the tablecloth, as you've mentioned, Beverly. And I think we also (laughs) also want people to view the market a little bit differently to Mm. a traditional market. Um, You know, so so a a really good example is uh, maybe some of the high street uh, retailers at the moment might see the market as competition. But there's no reason why they couldn't have a stand at the market. So if you're a, I don't know, a clothing retailer, you know, please come and have a stand at the market. Even if that means you're only directing people to your shop, it's another way of engaging with the public. It's another way of getting your branding out there, etc. You know, we don't. I think, in, in, in a lot of ways, if we do the same things that the market's done before, we're going to have the same, same results. Result. And actually, this market needs to be different. It, yeah. it, it needs to have a different emphasis. It needs to have a different focus. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think people need to view it differently, how they use it. And so that's why I would encourage local... Again, we want this to be local. So local retailers, come and take a stall. You know, if, if, if you don't take a clothing stall, somebody else will. And that potentially is, again, taking money out of the area. So we'd rather um, some, more, some more local businesses engage with us around that. So have you approached various businesses? Yeah, absolutely. So, th- so the, the presentation that we did, we had some retailers come in and, look, uh, and engage with us through that. We also had, um, we had quite a mix... We had some existing traders there. We had some former traders who were thinking about getting back into the market. We also had people who've never done a market before. Um, we had some charities there who were interested in looking at taking advantage of the charity space. So it was really positive, really, really positive. And can you mention anybody who's committed? A uh, bit too early yet. Um, okay. On, only because uh, we haven't actually drawn up the contracts and, and that sort of thing. That's actually a, a, another um, activity that we're doing this week. You've got a busy week. Mm. We, you have a busy week. Every, every week's been a busy week <laughs> since we decided to do this. I think, I think the big hold-up on all this was the funding from Heart, and that's been, been approved now. Um, and that means we can crack on. Until that was approved, we didn't actually have a product that we could kind of get people to commit you to. You have so. a vision and a passion. But then you need the money that goes but behind we needed, it. You've got exactly. it now. We needed that funding. So um, so we're busy getting that sorted out um, and you know, drawing up things like there'll be an information pack which potential traders can access. And that will have uh, information about the layout, the kind, of, the kind of vision that we have for the stalls, what we expect of traders. Mm. Now, again, we want this to be professional, right? So, you know, we don't want... Um, you know, we don't want people littering. So it's the responsibility of a trader to make sure that they supply, um, you know, the ability for people to get rid of waste and, and to, you know, make sure their stalls are presentable and, and, and all that kind yeah, of so thing. Yeah, so it's a nice standard. Absolutely. Making sure they're there on time and, and closing up on time. You know, we want that kind of consistency. You know, we want this to be a professional, professionally run market. And what time is it going to run from and to? Uh, it'll be the same times as it is now. Um, so that's 10 until 4. Um, but we're trying to define, there's a few things even now that happen that probably shouldn't happen. So, so for example, um, when, when it starts to get a little bit quieter later in the day, people come in and start to park in, in, um, uh, in Gurkha Square. Yeah. And, and that's a problem for the traders, it's a problem for people walking around. So there are some changes of behaviour that we need to put in place, and new signage, etc. Um, and, and then let's see how that works, how those times work. And, and, and everything is open to um, revision. So if we find that maybe an earlier start might be better, that's something we could look at. Yeah, so always be open to the possibilities. I think it sounds like it's going to be a real success Fingers and a crossed. lot of hard work. Fingers crossed. Which is great. It's always good to have people who are passionate behind something like this. So if anyone wants to uh, take you up on the offer? 
So um, uh, probably the best place to, 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 to engage with us at the moment is through social media. Um, we obviously were quite um, uh, active on social media. Uh, the different councillors and, and, and Joe, who's uh, sat beside me, is also quite active. Uh, Joe has a, a, a fleet market email address. So Joe's the Joe Hogan is our market manager. Um, her email address is joe.hogan at fleetmarket.co.uk. If you're interested in having a stand, drop her a message we'll, we'll get a bit more information from you and then be in touch when we have contracts and the information pack etc all done up okay. excellent thank you Robbie and Joe thank you the weekly experience extra bid don't forget to listen to the rest of the podcast at buzzpodcast.co.uk 